Welcome to the Robert F. Alter Show for Tuesday, February the 16th of 2021. And today I wanted to talk about a post I saw on Facebook. A friend of mine was quite proud of this letter that she'd sent to the school board on how they should reopen schools. And as a former teacher, she's recommending that they follow the science. And of course, she was talking about the CDC guidelines. So I went to look at the CDC guidelines to see what the quote science end quotes was saying. And it leaves it up to the states, the states and local governments, of course. And it gives some general guidelines as to what risks are being assumed, <laughs> depending on the situation. So, of course, we would all recognize that the lowest risk is if everybody just stays home. That seems pretty straightforward. And then the next highest, you know, is is some kind of a hybrid situation where you come to school, you may maybe one day and you stay home four days. So in other words, you just have a lower classroom uh, population so that you can keep people apart. That seems to be lower. And then, you know, it works up very predictably. But how much science is there really behind that? Have there really been any studies of this or is this just something people made up because they're thinking about the same as we're thinking of it right now. Um, so it gets back to what is science, doesn't it? And some think if some expert says something and he happens to have a PhD in some field, that that is science. And science can be defined. In fact, let me look that up and give you a definition real quick. I should have had this link ready for me when I started here, and I apologize for not having done that. But let me look it up because I looked this up earlier. And uh, I'm going to go to Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online. Let's see here. Here we go. So here's the definition of science. So the first definition is the state of knowing. Knowledge as distinguished from ignorance or misunderstanding. And the second definition is a department of systematized knowledge as an object of study. So the example is the science of theology. Well, many would argue that theology can't be a science. <laughs> so that's an interesting one. I mean, a lot of scientists say science deals with things that can be proven. And uh, theology, this, the study of God certainly is something that can't be proven. Uh, the second definition under number two, it's got an A and a B. B is something such as a sport or technique that may be studied or learned like systematized knowledge. So the example is to have it down to a science. So again, it's the systematized knowledge is really what we're getting down to here. And remember the first one was knowledge as distinguished, as distinguished from ignorance or misunderstanding. So my, my friend was probably using that first definition, knowledge as distinguished from ignorance or misunderstanding. And Let's go on, though, on this number three on science is knowledge or a system of knowledge covering general truths or the operation of general laws, especially as obtained and tested through scientific method. So what is the scientific method? Basically, that is hypothesis testing. And number B here, so 3A was the scientific method. 3B is such knowledge or such a system of knowledge concerned with the physical world and its phenomena or natural science. And then number four is a system of, or method, reconciling practical ends with scientific laws. 
and their example is cooking is both a science and an art. And five is capitalized, it's Christian science. So science really is a couple of things here. We're, we're looking at a systematized body of knowledge, but we're also looking at a method. And the method is, you know, what we call the scientific method is hypothesis testing. And so many people I see, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about COVID or we're talking about climate change or you know, there's so many people say, well, follow the science. What does the science say? Well, science doesn't have anything particular to say about something. It's a, it's a state of knowing, but what do we really know? And if you look at the scientific method, hypothesis testing, hypotheses are never actually proven. And this gets back to Karl Popper's idea of falsification. So Popper recognized that nothing can ever be proven true. Things can only be true, proven false. In other words, you can prove that something doesn't work, but you can't prove that something's going to work every time. <laughs> my my daughter-in-law once said that <laughs> the difference between a, a regular person and a scientist is if, if a regular person puts their finger in a light socket and gets burned, they won't do it again, whereas a scientist will say, oh, I wonder if that works every time. <laughs> um, and that is a, that is the difference. And, and uh, Stephen Hawking, in his book, The Brief History of Time, <clears throat> talks about Karl Popper and this method and that things can't really be proven true. And he uses the sunrise and sunset as an example. He said the sun has always risen in the east and sets in the west. And we take that and we believe that that's going to continue to happen in the future. But if it happened the other way around just once, if it rose in the east or the west and set in the east just once, that would falsify this idea and we'd have to discard it because we know that doesn't always happen. Well, anymore, science isn't like that. It doesn't use this falsification process quite like that. It doesn't discard things with one event. What we're looking at is a probability. And many people don't understand that. <laughs> and what we're really doing on most things anymore is a probability and with, let's look at COVID as a good example. If you're wearing a mask, does that mean that you can't get an infection? No, it's lowering your probability. You know, a lot of people don't seem to understand that. I've seen people put out pictures and, and comparing a mask and a COVID virus to birds flying through a barbed wire fence or mosquitoes going through a badminton racket. I mean, I've seen all kinds of things. And... Of course, I think there's there's some validity to that, but the thing to remember is a virus doesn't have wings. <laughs> and I think I've talked about this in another episode, but once I thought about it and thought, well, wait a minute, though, a virus doesn't have wings. It's just got to float on the air. So I did a real brief scientific study. I, I put my hand in front of my mouth and coughed, and I could feel the air. And then I moved my hand away from my mouth and coughed, and I could still feel the air. And I reached out about as far as I could... I could reach and still have my hand in front of my mouth and I could cough and I could feel the air. Then I put a mask on, I did the same experiment and I couldn't feel the air. And if you realize that a virus floats on the air, <laughs> then there's probably some benefit to wearing a mask. Now, 
doesn't make sense to me that there's any benefit for healthy people to wear a mask. If you don't have the virus in you, you're not stopping its spread. So that's something a little bit different. That's a different argument. But if somebody is sick and has actually got the virus, then wearing a mask, I think, makes sense. So what the rest of us are doing the rest of the time is we've got this great unknown. And we're facing this unknown by wearing masks because we're being told that we don't know. However, if you think about that a little bit more, if you don't have a virus to even feel sick, then does it make sense that you have enough virus in you that you're going to cough or sneeze and spread it very far? I think it's probably unlikely. So we're back to what I did a podcast on a few episodes ago where I said that a, a positive test could only be true if you also were symptomatic. So if you're symptomatic, then you ought to be wearing the mask. If you're not symptomatic, maybe it doesn't matter. So I'm still wearing the mask, even though I'm not symptomatic, because I'm following all the rules. But I think we really have to think about this. Does this make any sense? And do we really have any quote, science, end quote, <laughs> supporting much of this. And we have to remember, I think, that just because some scientist has said something doesn't mean it's science. So when you look at the CDC saying something, that doesn't mean it's supported by science. And I got burned on this with Dr. Fauci early on when he said, you know, there was no reason for anybody to wear a mask. And then he turned around and said, well, that was just politics. He changed his tune once the masks were more available. And I've been involved enough in politics to know how things like that work. They're going to say whatever they need to say. <laughs> so let's not get too hung up on, on what the science is. Let's be clear that science is probability studies. And science never comes down real solid on proving anything because nothing can be proven true. It can only be proven false. And that's why you turn around, you, you learn one year that you're not supposed to eat butter. And then a few years later, you find out butter's really good for you. And now you were sick because you didn't eat it. And I mean, the list just goes on and on. We're trying to take salt away from elderly people so that they don't get uh, high blood pressure. And yet a friend of mine who works in ER says all the elderly that come in ER are low on sodium because they don't get any salt. <laughs> well, sodium's quite necessary for nerve function. So is that contributing to the dementia and problems that we're seeing in the elderly? You know, it's just something we got to think about. You got to really understand and, and not wholeheartedly follow this stuff without thinking, which is really the theme of all my podcasts is think about it. I had a patient, actually he's a friend of mine too, but he's a patient and he's an intelligent guy. He had a PhD and he's a business instructor. I actually met him when I was teaching in the business school. And uh, he read this study about fat, and he was convinced that you shouldn't eat fat. And he'd he had taught statistics, and he and I'd had this discussion about just what I'm talking about here. It's probability stuff. You know, you can't prove anything. He was convinced you could prove causation based on scientific studies like that. So he quit eating fat, and he couldn't understand. He's just getting sick, and he he couldn't figure out what was going on. And he finally went to a naturopath who looked into his diet. And it turned out it was because he wasn't eating fat. <laughs> you have to have some fat in your diet. It helps your nervous system. So he was making himself sick by, quote, following the science, end quote. So 
stuff that we have to be careful about. And I caution you, don't use that term. Don't say just follow the science. I mean, if, if you want to say, let's follow the CDC recommendations, if you want to believe what the government's telling you, I struggle with that sometimes, but I'm trying to follow that right now. Um, what about industry? Do you believe the pharmaceutical industry? A lot of people don't don't believe companies, don't believe corporations. Their corporations are evil, but they believe the government. Well, what about when the government and the corporations are in cahoots? Now, <laughs> who do you believe? <laughs> when they're working together, um, I think it's it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle, isn't it? All right, something to think about and make your own decision. Don't don't just follow one thing or another. Try to make a decision and make sure that you're thinking about it as far as probability. The vaccination is going to be the same thing. I looked at the studies and decided to be vaccinated. I hadn't had a well, I had a vaccination a few years ago. Um before right after my grandson was born. But I haven't had a flu shot ever. And I did get my first COVID shot. I looked at the studies and if there's really 90%, if that's true. And I've heard some of the conspiracy stuff and I've decided to go in, go the other direction this time. So I've already got my first shot. I get my second one in a couple of weeks and we'll see how it turns out. But again, I know that I'm rolling the dice <laughs> and I might get sick. I might die either way. But. I know it's a probability function, and that's how I'm following it. Okay, Robert Affalter signing off. Hoping you're having a wonderful life, and thanks for listening.